Blog Talk Radio. True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Yahweh Radio. Worldwide International Radio Broadcast is now on the air. I'll be your host. My name, your seer, Israel. Oh, I'm seeing voice. We're doing a brand new series. Brand new series. See Royal, the nobles of Judah, Clean House. Fix the blame and solve the problem. Oh, that's 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 a big topic there. We 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 got we got to see that again. We got we got to figure that out again. Now we we, we see how to read that again. That's got a lot of got a lot of meat to it and got a lot of information to it. So let me let me look at this again. The blame and solve the problem. Okay, so that means. Fix the blame. That's talking about Steve Royer, uh, the noble of Yada Judah, and solve the problem. The problem is, again, Yada Judah. We'll figure it all out as it unfolds, that brand new series. So we'll figure it all out. We will figure it all out, no doubt about it. So let's um, see if we figure this out. Let's come do I'm figuring it out so that Philo will be on stage. Oh, Brother Titus on his brand new series. Now, Brother Titus, are you prepared for the brand new series that Brother Titus 
about Titus. Yes, yes. Hold on now, hold on now, young man. Hold on, let those kids get his thoughts out first. Take a deep breath. They ain't come in. Always pause for a minute. Let those kids get his thoughts out. Then you, people of Israel, or Yahweh Judah, clean house. Clean house. Fix the blame and solve the problem. That big topic there. Fix the blame and solve the problem. So now, Brother Titus, travel Yahweh Judah. Yahweh be there, see you right here. Yaqua bless you there. See here. Israel. Oh, seed Roy. Hallelujah, Yaqua. Hallelujah, Yaqua. What do you think that means by, um, uh, what do you think, what, what, what do you come up with clean house? Mm-hmm. What do you get out of clean house, fix the blame, and solve the problem? What do you get out of that? But try to take the time to talk to the old city about that. Mm. <laughs> Let's take a deep breath on that. Um, so we know the clean. Now we know the definition of clean that we can read and uh, through, through scripture, why Ephesians five twenty six and Psalms um, was that Psalms one eighteen or Psalm one nineteen verse eight and nine. In order to be cleaned up is through Yahweh's word, through the word, scripture-wise. We know the definition of clean. Then we know the mm-hmm. nobles, the nobles of Yadah Judah. We can read in Daniel who the nobles is. The okay. scripture-wise. So Judas' responsibility is to be clean in Yahweh's word. So we got a lot of, you know, prepare. So Judah's Judah responsibility is to be cleaned up in the word of Yahweh, fix the blame, so the blame is on us, on Yadah Judah, and Judah's supposed to solve the problem. So the nobles of Judah, that's a responsibility as lead, as the lead, the chief ruler. Israel. 
12 tribes of Israel, children's book is coming. So now, and what that means, mother. Matter of fact, you might as well read that. Then we get to Luke 12, 12. You might as well read Romans 4, 17, that mother. Mother, look at Romans 4, 17 real carefully and tell old Sid what that's saying in Romans chapter 4, verse 17. What that say that mother? Then we'll get up from Luke 12, 12 by the young line. The book of Romans, chapter 4, verse 17. Yeah. Romans chapter, Romans, chapter 4, verse 17. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even Yahweh, whom quickened the dead and called those things which be not as though they were. All right. So what we have to do is call it, although it's not, uh, although it were. So we got to speak in existing mother from the Saturday class that we got to start on a children, 12 tribes of Israel, children book is coming. So we will have to put a book together and put all the big dignitaries together, put a book together. But we got to lay, lay the groundwork on what to put, like you just said. Okay, good. So on the way we can fix the blame and solve the problem, we got to do some cleaning, and we got to do a whole lot of things. So, uh, so we're not putting our heads together on whatever we're saying through the scriptures and see what we can do because we got to get our youth before the elderly head starts going to their long home called the grave. So we got to get us a nice book together for the young ones to have a book and a guide. So that means we got to roll our sleeves up now and put some serious work and dust edge out on this brand new series on tape one. It's called See Royal, the nobles of Yagdad Judah, clean out, fix the blame, and solve the problem. So now that's now that title is so long. Now live, brother Titus, look at Luke chapter twelve, verse twelve. Let's get something going on there, young line. The book of Luke, chapter twelve, verse twelve reads, "For the righteous spirit." to teach you at the same hour what you ought to say. That's right, young lion. And at the very same hour, the righteous spirit will teach you what you ought to say. Okay, good. Matter of fact, let me play some first of all. Let's see, can we hear a little something first? Then let's see, can we start looking at Point one, two, and three. Let's see what we got here. Then we'll go from there. There is one special name, the essential holy name of God's essence, which is the four-letter tetragrammaton, 
Verse 1 reads, In those days were Hezekiah sick unto death, and Isaiah the seer, the son of Amos, came unto him and said unto him, Thus said Yahweh, set your family in order, for you shall die and not live. Mm-hmm. So, the fear of God is to forewarn you and tell you exactly where you stand through Yahweh's word. Isaiah the seer, the son of Amos, came unto him and said unto him, Thus says Yahweh, sit thy house, sit your, sit your house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. So that's responsibility. Still got that. If he, if he stops up until Yahweh, he knows he's not the most likable person on the planet. But the seer's job is to hear what Yahweh is saying and take it from there. Now, I need to know the definition of three words. Then we'll take one at a time. I need to know the definition of three words that's used very loosely. Look up the word called racist. R-A-C-I-S-T. What do the words racist mean? What's the definition? Because, see, we're not knowing what words actually mean, and we just parakeet words, and somebody say, you are a racist. Like the big dignitaries that accused the six on the camps of being racist. I never said nothing good about the other nation. So we want to find out, define the definition and see, can we be racist? R-A-C-I-S-T. We want to find out, can we be racist? What is the definition of racist? Young line, take your time and and speak plainly for the 900,000 strong on the international side, the definition of being racist, what does it say? Racist definition. Here's the definition of racist, characterized by or showing prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism against a person or people on the basis of their membership in a particular racial or ethnic group, typically one that is a minority or marginalized. So the definition of racist, when you show this definition, the only way you can be racist, you have to show characteristics of showing discrimination against another person or a group. You can't do that. We can't we can't be a racist because by your own definition of racist, that means you have to have power, legislation power to change things and put it in the fly for yourself. So when somebody called you a racist, said, now, how could I be a racist? When you don't want to set the policy, you don't want to put the labels on people. You don't want we pay our bills to. We, you don't pay no bills to us. We pay the bills to you. On red line 
of people. Put one people here and one people there. So the definition of racist cannot apply to the seed warrior called the tribe of Judah because we not in the power position to cause change that way. Yeah. of being racist, that means that you can discriminate against another people. Like redlining them, like when you go to the bank, interest will be 25 to 40 cents to pay back. And when another group go to the bank, the interest will be 5% to 2%. See, that, that would mean by being racist. So remember, mm-hmm. when you say words, you got a group will check your word out and see what it means. Now, another word, we're going to find out what it means. P-E-R-D-I-T-I-O-N. What do that word mean? So now we know you cannot be a racist because we don't have no power or persuading power to change the legislative laws of the land, and we can't redline anybody because we got to go to somebody else that looks like somebody else to get whatever we need today. So racists don't apply to the six anointed camps. Because you got to have power to be that. T-I-O-N means there. Now, what that word mean, prediction? Prediction, meaning? Here's the definition of perdition in Christian theology, a state of eternal punishment and damnation into which a sinful and unpenitent person passes after death. Hmm. I mean, Play that again. What what do prediction mean? Prediction meaning. Here's the definition of prediction. A thing predicted. A forecast. No. No, no, no. That's not it. <laughs> Let's try that again. Prediction meaning. Here's the definition of prediction in Christian theology. A state of eternal punishment and damnation into which a sinful and unpenitent person passes after death. So it means damnation. Perdition means damnation. Now, go put out your Bible dictionary. And let's see who's close to one fit that. Let's find who's close to one fit that by doing a little. Forward. Let's see who. Let's, let's, let's see who. What group who fits that? By going look look up. Um, we want to find out what group is the closest thing to damnation that we can read. Go look up the word. Yes, sir. Here. Let's let's see who fits that in the Bible. Edom. This, this is what it says about Edom on page 142. What does it say about Edom on 142? Okay, page 142. 
Edom. Edom figures from Mount Edom figures from Motley in the prophetic scripture as the thing of great future judgment. See nobody. Isaiah thirty four verse five verse six verse six sixty three verse one. She is the only neighbor of the Israelites who was not given any promise or mercy from Yahweh. Well, so the only group of people in the Bible that is written pathetically in the Bible, in the Victorial Zombies Bible Dictionary, page 142, it says, one group of people that when Yahweh returns, they have no mercy. He was called Edom. Edom only means blood that shows through your skin. That's all it means. That's a nickname for Esau. Genesis 25, 25. Read that, Mother E. Read Genesis 25, 25. Now, this is what the saying is saying here. This book is saying the only one that is already booked in for a future judgment. Be very careful with words that you say. Because out of your own book, the only people in the book at the return of Yahweh, the only one would not receive no mercy or Edom, which means only red, that means the blood show through your skin. When you sit on the bus and you watch a pale person and you can see the blood moving in their skin or you stop on the back or give a good handshake and see the blood move to their skin. So if you are people that the blood shows through your skin, you are the sinners of Esau. When the blood shows through your skin or when you turn red, when you can't figure redder, tell redder when you get cornered, like, for example, do you remember Donald Trump when he asked him a question he don't have the answer right away? He'll turn pale redder. So you got a picture, right? Now, most of you ready to read Genesis 25, 25 and see who is Edom today shows through your skin. You can see the blood moving in their skin. Now we're going and precept the Bible by Mother Eve and look at Genesis 25, 25 to see who do that fit. What, what's your name there, Mother Eve? Book of Genesis, chapter 25, verse 25. And the first came out red all over, like a hairy garment, and they call his name Esau. All right. And they call his name Esau. Turn of Yahweh, the son that 
Yahweh says, are they on history book? He's not going to give them no mercy. Meaning, that must mean that they have done too much. That's all I mean. And once you have done too much, and the people that mean, so that, that's why we, that's why it's very important to understand that the 12 tribes of Israel is writing a book. We're writing a, a children's book. It's called mm-hmm. the 12 tribes of Israel children's book. It's coming. And Mother raised the reason why it's coming because Romans 4, verse 17. You call those things that are not as they are. We must produce a children's book for our youth. Read the children's book. And we're doing a brand new series called See Royal, the Noble of Judah, Yahshua Judah, clean house. Now, we read the definition in the Bible, what that means by clean house, because if you don't start cleaning your house, getting your people in order, what the Yahweh say he's going to do, according to, again, young lines, and 38, verse 1, and what do we start from that we can read a mother now, what do what do Yahweh start from 4, 17, 18, and first season? Where do Yahweh always start from? In the fourth chapter. Yeah, yeah, our mother, first, first chapter 4, verse 17, 18. Where do the Almighty always start first from? That's what I want you put on this master and on this brand new series, where do we start at first? Let's see. First Peter four, seventeen and eighteen. The book of First Peter, chapter four, verse seventeen and verse eighteen. Verse seventeen. But the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of Yahweh, the temple of Yahweh. And if it first begin at us, where shall the end be of them that obey not the covenant of Yahweh? Verse 18. And if the righteous righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the unyahweh and the sinners appear? Mm So the righteous is going to be scarcely saved. So if, if, if it ain't up for the true righteous, don't make it. But what's going to happen to those that... The book of Isaiah, chapter 38, verse 1. In those days were Hezekiah sick unto death, and Isaiah the seer, the son of Amos, came unto him and said unto him, Thus said Yahweh, set your house in order, for you should die and not live. 
see that? So where do judgment first start at, uh, young man? According to verse 38, where does judgment first start? Young man? According to we can read in Isaiah 38, verse 1, it starts at uh, uh, knowing the leadership. It starts with the According to verse 38, it's all he said. Well, don't get the right. message, he should have did it. The a lot of times when the spirit get a message, he knows that um, you might make the big signature on and you would not tell the message because you don't want to hear them frown up in the face. But you got to go to tell them they're not going to be happy with you. But Yahweh be happy with you. Hallelujah. That's why you got the message. You know what the man's saying, and you don't worry about hurting their feelings, because if you don't, if you don't hurt their feelings, then Yahweh will hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. See? So now you're at the crossroads. That's why, you know, Jeremiah was at the crossroads. So you got to forget about hurting somebody's feelings when Yahweh gives you the word. Now, if you don't say nothing, then Yahweh hurts your feelings. But when you're in leadership, when he gives you something, you got to say something. If you don't say nothing, he's going to hurt your feelings. You know, mm-hmm. I don't need my feelings hurt no more. Man, I, I, I need to see a little, a little sweet pleasure and joy. So I'm gonna yeah, tell well. you. I'm gonna tell it. And I, and how do you know it's working, um, Mother E? Let me show you how we know it's be working, Mother E. Fifty-four, seventeen of Isaiah. This is when you know it's working. You go to the book of Isaiah, fifty-four, seventeen. That Mother E. How, how would you know that it's working? That Yahweh is real pleased with you. Let's see how how do you know that that you can read. And 5417 there, Mother E. What can we read in 5417? The book of Isaiah, chapter 54, verse 17. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servant. Of Yahweh and their righteousness is of me, says the Yahweh. See that? That means they can fight against you. They can say a lot of wicked things about you. They can say, well, this happened to me and that happened to me. And then they, they do all they can to try to knock you out, to bring from at the table. And they always boomerang down. Always some come up. And they lose hands down. And that's when you know you give all praises to Yahweh because Yahweh tell you plainly, if you get me right, I got you right. That's it. And then you got to believe that. So they always going to be scheming because Satan's job is to scheme and he use anybody that look like you or close to you mm-hmm. to be the one to get off of what you're supposed to be on. But if you remember Yahweh's words, 
no weapon that they form against you is going to practice. They're going to lose. When you hear things come back at you, you just right back and believe the word. So let's take her back to this brand new series we're doing right now. This C. Roy, the noble of YHGH Clean House. It says, fix the blame and solve the problems. So you got to fix the blame. Now, young man, can you, can you pull up the book of Thomas, verse 3? Yes, sir. Can you help those three out? I like to hear because because Yahweh told Thomas something, Malik. Hey, Malik, Yahweh told Thomas something in the 20th chapter of St. John. Let's get the stage, folks. Let's get the stage of what he told Thomas in St. John. Hey, Mother E, he told him he told him something in St. John 20, and we want to see what did Yahweh tell old Thomas before we read the book of Thomas. See, after he told him this, then we want to find out in St. John 20, Mother. Verse 26. Let's talk about some of this, Mother. Hey, Mother, let's talk about some St. John 20, verse 26 through 28. What does it say there, Mother? St. John chapter 20, verse 26 to 28, verse 26. And after eight days, again, his disciples followed with his end. And Thomas with them. Then came Yahweh the Son, the door, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Verse 27. Then said he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hand, and reach. Hither thy hand and thrust it into my side, and be not and be not faultless. Faithless. Be not faithless, but believe. Verse twenty-eight. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Yahweh and my Yahweh. Hey, 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 mother, what, what did, what did, and believe, what did Thomas say about that, what did Thomas call him? My Yahweh, and my Yahweh. Oh, Yahweh. So, you see, see, when you're not being faithless, you don't call him by his name. His name ain't Lord God and Jesus. Call out Buddha. Thomas says, his name is Yahweh. My Yahweh. That's his name. His name is the whole letter. He came in his father's name. So you see, that's what we're trying to say. And those, as long as you hear ministry, 
cannot call it by his name. We know the spirit is on them. It's not of the squad. We know they've been. What kind of word? What kind of word we know they've been that we can read? Last two lines. What kind of word we know? So we can watch the best of them from the page of the book. When you don't call them by his name, what do that make you? According to the last two lines, young lines, what does that make you? Okay, the last two lines. Yeah, one okay. big word. Uh, give me one big word. What big word you gonna pull out when you looking when you know his name? It's a four letter, but you gonna start calling Lord God Jesus, Allah and Buddha. What did Yahweh say that makes you according to one word? One big word in the last two lines. What, what big word you wanna bring out? All right. Okay, the same one word. One word. One word. Uh, be not faithless. That, that, that's three words. Give me one word. Faithless. Faithless. Excellent. One word. When you don't want to call him by his name, you still wrap around with his name, you are faithless. He said, be not faithless. Now, when he told him be not faithless, he, he took it up, put the man in his chest, and what he said again, that mother, hey, mother, what he said again in verse 28? Okay. John chapter 20, verse 28. And Thomas yeah. said unto him, my Yahweh and my Yahweh. Hey, that. Yeah, see, when you're not faithless, mother. See, when you're not faithless, you're going to call on his name. You're going to have the name right. See, now read verse 29 now, mother. Take your time and read verse 29. I've got happy now. Verse 29. John chapter 20, verse 29. Read. Yahweh said unto him, Thomas. Because thou hast seen me, thus have believed. Blessed are they that have not seen me, and yet have believed. So you see that, mother? That means you believe. See, when you hear them fumbling around that name, they can't get that name right, they're still going to say, well, I'm still going to call them my Jesus. And my Lord and all that we already know. Yahweh I got the answer already written in the Bible. You got unbelief on you. You don't believe it. And you and you're gonna hold your blessing back and anybody come in contact with you. You might get a worldly blessing. Because Satan is in a worldly blessing. But a blessing from Yahweh, even Satan is temporarily. You want this eternal blessing from Yahweh. Now, now let's read now. Now, after he got Thomas together, he had to double back with Thomas again. So after 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 he got after Thomas was clear about his name, it's the four letters. Then Thomas sat down and compiled and he wrote him a book called the Book of Thomas, the Covenant, the Gospel of Thomas. Now, y'all mind going to verse three? And let's see 
what happened when Yahweh approached him the second time. What did he say to Thomas in verse 3 of the book of Thomas? Let's all see this together, young lion, come out. All right, we're going to the, uh, the gospel, the book of Thomas. All right, the, chapter, verse 3, Thomas, verse 3. Chapter 1, verse 3. Yahweh the Son said, If those who lead you say to you, Lo, the kingdom is in heaven, the birds of heaven will precede you. And if they say to you, It's in the sea, then the fishes will precede you. Rather, the kingdom is in within you and outside you. And when you know yourself, then you will be known, and you will know. That you are the sons and daughters of the living Father. But if you do not know yourself, then you are in problem, and you yourselves are the problem. Yeah. He said, "Now, let me go." He said, "You might have to read it again." Now, I, I know, I know, Mother E and Mother Z got to have it already. We need the, I need the energy. That's good talk. Now, this is Yahweh talking to Thomas. He's meeting Thomas where he at. He's giving Thomas the keys. And we try to pass on to you the keys. That's why we're going to start on the children's 12, those that want to participate in whiteness. Children's 12 tribes of Israel school book. Is coming from these lessons. What you're going to do is take out parts of this lesson that you hear in spirit led and start jotting it down. And what we're doing, we're laying the foundation for the children. But they need a children's 12 tribes of Israel school book. Need a school book. We're going to lay the foundation about the school book. And what you do, you listen to it, take notes, write it down, and start putting the pieces together. And let's talk about this. Children, 12 tribes of Israel, school book is coming. And we use a verse in Romans 4.17. But now we call in the book like it's already made. But now it's going in progress through these lessons. So, so don't miss the class because you'll miss a lot. So we want you to be able to take parts out of it and start putting the pieces together. The children, 12 tribes of Israel, school book. We're going to lay the foundation because it is the seal's responsibility to lay it down. How do we know that? Get a precept on what we just said there, young line. You know you're holding something. Come right back with that. I want to read that Thomas again. Not that read Thomas again. Hey, hey, mother. Hey, mother. He have no fear. Having Ezekiel chapter twenty, verse four, five, nine, and ten. Have no fear. Ezekiel 20, 05, 5, 9. Had it waiting on it, mother. Had it already. Had that. 
and ready to just explode on it after me and the young line take a look at Thomas verse 3 one more time. What does it say again? Thomas verse 3 again, that young line, come on. The Gospel of the Book of Thomas, chapter 1, verse 3. Yahweh the Son said, and those who lead you say to you, Lo, the kingdom is in heaven. The birds of heaven will proceed you. If they say to you, it is in the sea, then the fishes will proceed you. Rather, the kingdom is in within you and outside you. When you know yourself, then you will be known. And you will know that you are the sons and daughters of the living Father. But if you do not know yourself, then you are in poverty. And you yourselves are the poverty. So you're, you're in poverty. That means you're in poverty, and that makes you what that we can read. Let's go to 137. Let me see what that makes you. That's what I mean by Yahweh's word. See, his word, and that's why I know he got his hand on the six anointed camp called forces of a Jewish life. Now, what's that mean by you in private? Until you know yourself, I don't care how much dollars you got, you're still in profit. Because you don't know yourself. Right? A future event that applies now. And no, and no lesson, you can go over and see what David was talking about. But we're going to get one point out of what David said. Now, if you go back and retrace about three, four takes back, you get more of that in detail, but we're not doing that in this way. We're just going to get one word out of this to precept the word that we just got through here. You improvise. That's all we're going to get the definition of that word another way. By the young line, 137 verse 1 says what? The Lord of Psalms, 137, verse 1 reads, By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down, yea, we wept. We remember, Zion, polluted, for Yah died Jew. We don't need that all. We don't need all that. We don't need to explain it. Bob explained everything. This is proper reading, you know what I mean? We ain't got to go through none of that. We ain't got to go through none of that. We're trying to edify them. Okay. We ain't trying to edify ourselves. We know you're a very learned man. You've been taught by the Sixth Anointed Camp. But we try to edify them. Okay. Good. All right. Okay. Psalms 137, verse 1 reads, By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept. We remember Zion. Verse 2. Mm-hmm. We hanged our hearts upon the willows in the midst of us. Verse 3. For there we carried up. For there they carried us away captive, required of us a song. And they that wasted us required of us mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. Good. Good. So, them that wasted us. Stop. Mm-hmm. Oprah Winfrey is in prophecy. 
whether you know it or not. I thought she was a billionaire. Michael Jordan is in pocket, whether you know it or not, because they don't know no words. All they know what the big dignitaries have put in them and blessed them. But basically, in pocket, we can play. We can play on the machine. But she said she didn't know when the Sabbath day was. She a billionaire. Didn't know when the Sabbath day was. She's a billionaire. Think she just an African and don't know where. What? And she went and put millions of dollars to Africa and don't even know who. who just just like that. But when you're not rich in Yahweh's word, you was in poverty. So all the big things. And that gentleman went away. And you remember when Oprah went over there in Europe somewhere? And she was running late and she wanted to stop at this clothing store. And get in late and, and get something going on. She's kind of late. And the lady said, We're closed. She said, What do you say? Do you know who I am? I don't care who you are. we closed. I heard Oprah Winfrey cry because they wouldn't let her be in their in. And she just spent all that money. Because when they looked at her, if you wasn't wasted, you have been coming off over the get go. That is the bottom line. So we know you're wasted. Now, that's what I'm saying. You don't, you don't watch a person about what they got or how much they can go and do this. You watch everybody from the pages of the book. You can find out who wasted or not. So now, we'll find a definition of being wasted. Let's run to the book of Isaiah 49. What, what, what are you talking about? Who's this people that's wasted? Huh? You get suspicious, we're going to find out. We're going to Isaiah 49, young man. Look at verse 14 and 17. What we're going to find out, who's this people that's wasted? 49, verse 14 and 17. Can you those say it out on yes, sir. What does it say? All right. We're going to the book Isaiah, chapter 49, verse 14 and verse 17. Isaiah, chapter 49, verse 14. But Zion said, Yahweh have forsaken me, and my Yahweh have forgotten me. Skip down to verse 17. Your children should make hate, your destroy. And that that made you wait should go forth from you. He said that they, I mean, he said, what, what, what about that again? Uh, I'm going to Isaiah 49, verse 17, the last line. They that made you wait should go forth from you. Yeah. They that made you wait, you'll go, but you gotta, but you gotta know who the day is. See, they, see, they somebody wasted you. Did you know? Did you know somebody wasted you? No, I don't know. Yeah, somebody wasted you. Now we gonna find out how did they waste you? What did they do? What is the origin of the day that waste you? Huh? They're going to put the world without you. You go on the book of Obadiah and find out who the day is and what and what did they do? How did they waste you? 
going to the book of Obadiah. Maybe we can find out. What did they do? They that wasted you. He said, but sooner or later, it's come on a mother, a mother Eve. Have me Ezekiel 37, verse 8. Have that waiting on me, mother Eve. Ezekiel 37, verse 8. Have that waiting on old fear. The day that wasted you. It's a brand new series we're doing. We're doing, we, we put together now called a children's book of the 12 tribes of Israel. Together, we got to put some things together. Then you got to piece it together, so I'll put it in the book form. That's why you get to the publisher. They put a lot of papers together and get to the publisher, and you start putting it together for you and uh, tighten it up. That's what we got to do. We're going to throw a whole lot of good stuff out. Now, you have to just put it together after you lay the foundation. Let's see what happens that we can read. Let's look at um, verse 13. The book of Obadiah, chapter 1. Verse 13 reads, You should not have entered to the gate of my people in the day of their calamity. Yea, you should not have looked on their affliction in the day of their calamity, nor have laid hands on their suffering in the day of their calamity. He said, you, he put my name on it. He said, you should have never looked upon my people in the day of their calamity. Then not all that, you say, you went into the gates of my people. You got everything belongs to my people, now you got it. You should never did that. In the day that I was collecting on them, but you looked at it as a plus to you, you went into the gates, and you taking a substance. That means all the books, all the information, and then not only that, not only that, you did something else in verse 12. Let's see what else you did in verse 12. The book of Obadiah, chapter 1, verse 12 reads, But you should not have looked on the day of your brother, and the day that he became a stranger. Neither should you have rejoiced over the children of Judah, in the day of their destruction. Neither should you have spoken proudly in the day of distress. You see that? Now he don't name my name. He said, oh, I the brother of Judah. He said, you should have never rejoiced. You got happy when I was taking them down by other nations. He said, you got happy. You should have did that on your brother. You see, but, but he ain't got no name on it yet. Well, who is this he talking about? That's why you got to know how to keep reading the children's book. Keep reading. Verse 11. Verse 11 reads, Obadiah chapter 1, verse 11 reads, In the day that you stood on the other side, in the day that the strangers carried away captive, his forces, and foreigners entered into his gates and cast lots upon Judah. Even you was as one of them. He said, you sit on the other side. 
you seen them get delivered up and you spread like a green bay tree and you still on the side going in them out. He said you do he said you did that. He still ain't say, Well 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 who you can't go in the police say say, Well, he or them or they put their hand in my pocket. Yeah, I see your your pocket missing, missing, there ain't nothing in it. But you gotta tell us a little bit more. You gotta cover a little more evidence. On, on the, the you, the day, them. Can you can you talk a little bit more plainer? Verse ten. Obadiah chapter one verse ten reads: For your violence against your brother Israel, shame shall cover you, and you should be cut off forever. Ah, oh. did we read that? Did we read? Did, now come on back to that. Historical history book again, and read about Edom again. What did what did Yahweh say about Edom again? Now see, see, you see, you see this book right here. This book tells the story, and we write the children's book. Now we land the foundation. Now all you want that know how to do the right. Study the lessons, book, put the pieces together. When we outline the children's twelve tribes. School book, Children of Israel. We, we, we want to put a school book together. Huh? A school book. So now you start getting in where you fit in at, write down some of this, and start putting it together and put some pages together. We're going to lay the foundation. You just let Yahweh lead you and start putting pages together as we piece this book up for the children of Israel's children. School book. The only case now is this is a part one of C. Royal, the nobles of Yagda. Clean house. Okay, that's big topic there. Clean house. Hey, hey, mother, give me a precept on that word again. Clean, uh, clean house in 109, verse 89. Of some, give me a precept on that clean house. How do you mean? Can't take nothing for granted. Do you mean a broom? You mean a brush? What do you mean by clean house? What that mean? Let's preach up the Bible and see what that means that we can read by going to one on nine. Verse 8 and 9, Mother, Mother Eve. Let's see what that means yep. by clean house. 109, verse 8 and 9. What does it say, Mother? The book yeah. of Psalms, chapter 109, verse 8 yep. and verse 9. Let his days be few, and let another take his office. Psalm 119. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you, thank you, young man. Tell what I like. See, she, she, mother, mother Zia tell you next. See, I'm with you, see, as long what you're saying, we can read it. As long we can read it, I'm with you. Now, you start talking and we can't read it, then I got to put a style on you. Because my topic is online. Whatever said, I want to make sure we read it. 119, verse 8 and 9. Oh, Excellent. I thought you said one oh nine. Yeah, yeah, I made a mistake. 
But but see, I was corrected, Mother. I made a mistake. One nineteen. Mother, Mother Z and the young line corrected me. Hey, dear, you put some out there we can't read. So now one nineteen verse eight and nine. So see a little correction. Keep me sharp. 119, verse 8 and 9, what does it say? The book of Psalms, chapter 119, verse 8 and verse 9. Verse 8. I will keep your statutes. Uh, forsake me not utterly. Verse 9. Where will shall a young man clean his way by taking heed thereof? According to thy word. Now, so all the way a, a young man can be clean, he got to do what, mother? Take heed to the word. Right. And all the way, he's going to be clean. But I, I think it's, I think it's a little bit more there, mother. I'm I'm gonna swing on one nineteen myself. I think it's a little bit more that I need to bring out in that one nineteen. Yeah. Okay. So clean his way by taking heed according to thy word. Right. Okay. Good. All right. That's real nice. Excellent. And just for the record of this national audience, what that mean in verse 10? What that mean in verse 10, Mo? Okay. But what do verse 10 mean? That, um, taking heed to thy word, and we just want to, for the national audience sake, what that mean in verse 10? It says, let me not wonder from thy commandment, the law. You see, so you see, that's how you clean your house up. Make sure you're doing the law of the Bible. Don't put that to the side because it don't fit right with you. If the law said this, Yahweh in your house now. Don't all of a sudden turn your nose up when you hear the law. If you hear the law, you read the law, then you turn your nose up. Don't do that. Accept what is brought to you and take it patiently and make the justice. That's how you clean your house. But when you hear the law, don't just be a hearer of the law. Be a doer. Because we're writing a book. We're writing a children's book now as we speak. Laying the foundation for the children's book. Now, young lion, you was holding something for me. What was you holding for me? Okay. okay I know. Let's go back. Let's go back to over there because we still, we still ain't got a... I know you're holding something from me already. I know you got your mark on it already. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go back to Obadiah and read another verse going up. Read another verse because we're getting close to this. Damn, the days, the die. We're getting very close to it. I'm going to name. And when you put a name on the subject matter, 
Then you go to the police station. They got something to work with. Then now you can go to the police station and put your complaint in because now you got a little bit more to work with. So now we heard about the them, the days, that brother. So, you know, but now we start to tighten up. Who is this mystery brother that is doing so much in verse number nine? The book of Obadiah, chapter one. Now, oh, hold on a minute. Did we read verse 10? Yeah, we read 10, right, didn't we? Yeah, they read that. Yeah, they told me to go okay. back to. Oh. Verse 9. Obadiah chapter 1, verse 9. And your mighty man, O Tima, should be dismayed to the end that everyone on Mount of Esau may be cut off by slaughter. Oh. So this, this is saying, O Esau. And T-Man is one of the sons, the grandsons of them. So this one of the five sons of Esau. So he said, when I take down Esau, I'm going to take down all the rest of Esau's descendants. Maybe cut off by what kind of way? By slaughter. And you know it. I you went past a, a big slaughterhouse that you have a Google your phone. The worst sound you can hear is when the mouse was inside of a pen slaughtering hogs. Have you ever heard all the sounds they make when they be, when they be slaughtering hogs? You have to have ear, earplugs on. You ever go to um, on, your, on that wide table, tele, telephone, the sounds coming out them pigs out there before they they be slaughtering pigs all day long. Just slaughtering them pigs. He said, that's how he don't do Esau. He's going to slaughter Esau like slaughtering pigs. According to verse 9. Let me say in verse 8. Obadiah chapter 1, verse 8. Shall I not in that day, said Yahweh, even destroy the wise man, out of Edom, and understand it out of the mouth of Esau. Me. Okay, here. Yeah, let me, let me read that. Me. Let me read that. Me. Okay. Me. Me. Okay. Obadiah yeah. chapter 1, verse 8. Shall I not in that day, said Yahweh, even destroy the wise men out of Edom, and understand it out of the mouth of Esau? So he's talking about the, talking about the family, the men. Mm-hmm. He said they can pay a part too. Because um see, this Bible is the greatest piece of literature here. Before you read that document, uh in the book of the Zombie Bible Dictionary again, hey, hey mother, help me out in the fourteenth chapter. In the fourteenth chapter, Mother E of Isaiah. Now, look what Yahweh says and why he's going to do what he says he's going to do. Let's see. We're going to pick it up at verse number 5 and 6. 
go to Isaiah chapter 14, Mother E. And we look at verse 5 and verse 6. Look at Isaiah chapter 14, verse 5 and verse 6. Verse 5 reads, Yahweh has broken the staff of the wicked and the scepter of the ruler. Verse 6. He who moved the people in wrath with a constant continual stroke. Continue. Continued stroke. He that rules the nation in anger is persecuted and non gender. Uh-huh. So you understand? He's saying uh, the one that have ruled the people, the nation in anger, and persecute them, and ain't gave no mercy. That's big trouble there. Now skip down, mother, in verse number twenty-one. Twenty-one. Yes, ma'am. Verse twenty-one. Verse twenty-one. Isaiah fourteen, verse twenty-one. Prepare slaughter for his children, for the iniquity, the sin of their fathers, that they do not rise, nor possess the land, nor feel the faith of the world will see. Oh, wait a minute. My mother, we wasn't back there when it was, when our forefathers did all these things. We wasn't back there. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. y'all just said you are you are the sinners of them people. Mm-hmm. And y'all said you what in verse fourteen twenty one? For the children, for Israel. No, no, no. Israel ain't not in there. The prayer slaughter for his children yeah. and the uh, yeah. sin of their fathers. Mm-hmm. The prayer slaughter for for his children. He's talking about the one that um mm-hmm. the wicked. That's right. He's talking about the wicked. He's in the prayer of slaughter for the wicked mm-hmm. and the wicked children mm-hmm. for the sins of their fathers that they do not rise nor possess the land nor fill the faces of the world with cities. He said, this, this is um, for the wicked and his children. Is that what we that mother in?
to the book, as is written. All we got to do now is get the children, 12 tribes, book out the books first. But we see now, prepare slaughter for his children, mm-hmm. for the sins of their father. We know this. We know you didn't do it, but your father did it. So you got to walk in and take care of them. And we'll take care of you too. Then I can take care of them and take care of us now. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. We facing the short end right now. So you don't think what goes around comes around. Mm-hmm. What goes around comes around. Go back to over there. Get a couple more verses over there. See what goes around. It can come around. All he's telling you do, see, right on this brand new series. Why don't you take another look at this Bible and make a Bible decision? Huh? Because if you make a Bible decision, you'll be raised up right. If you keep on making a world decision, you're gonna um, you're gonna um give me Matthew six twenty four there, uh, Titus. Yes, sir. What what is there we can read in Matthew six twenty four and thirty three? What do the Bible say? The book of Matthew, chapter six, verse twenty four and verse thirty three. Matthew six twenty four and verse thirty three reads Matthew six twenty four. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve Yahweh and men. Verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of Yahweh and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You can seek the kingdom of Yahweh and his righteousness. Don't seek the kingdom and don't bring the righteousness. You got to bring the righteousness with you. When you seek the kingdom of Yahweh, you got to seek it's righteous. Five, what's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? What's that, that mean? All right, the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verse 25 reads, And it should be our righteousness if we observe to do all these commandments before Yahweh, our Yahweh, as he had commanded us. Yeah. Well, that's what he means. You got to come back to the law of the Bible. And that's why we put this children's 12 tribes of Israel school book together now. This is first tape on it. And we're going to be looking for those of six on the campus. Take a little note and we'll put a book together. And we'll prepare for our children to get from grade school. But I watch these grade school kids, they can, they can tap that one off the telephone and watch all the of things on that. Imagine if you gave them at two years old the school book and tell them, what with this? What are you down there? You kept them two years old. They go right to that one-hour state telephone, and they can punch up whatever they want at two years old. They can watch anything that phone got on it. Right? Right. So we got to shake their mind to want that 
school book that we're going to put together, and this is take one. For all the writers that can write and, and be doing some of the same kind of stuff, we put the school book together now. Take one on the children's book. Now, read what it says again out of the, the book of John, the Bible Dictionary. Let's see what it, where did it get this from now. Now you see where it got it from. Read it again out of John, the Bible Dictionary one more time on what we just got through reading. Come on. All right. I'm reading the, the John, the Bible Compact Bible Dictionary, page 142. Okay. It says, Edom, figures. Prominently in a prophetic scripture as the scene of great future judgment. See in Nobu. She is the only neighbor of the Israelites who was not given any promise or mercy from Yahweh. Christian church. You never never All this everybody gonna be God, no, no, no. We just read in the Bible. You're a document. You're a document. Because Mother, not, not, and now Mother, get in my first. I need in that 37 verse 12. I know you have Mark in it, in Ezekiel. You already got it waiting on me. Now it's time for that 37 verse 12. I mean, what is it? 36, what I said? 36 verse 12? 37 now, verse 8. Oh, okay, all right. Thank you, Moses. And now, though, Phil is waiting on that. Now, now I need to hear that verse now. Now the time to hear that verse. Well, now, my time, let, let those Phil get over there. I want to be peeping at it and enjoy the good reading. I want to just be peeping at the verse. That's all. That's all I want to do. I just want to be peeping at it. 30, 36. Verse 8. Make it 36, verse 8, Moses. So I, I just want to be there. Yes, ma'am. I just want to be right there looking at it when you read 36, verse 8. What is it saying, Mother, that we all can enjoy this verse together? The book of Ezekiel, chapter 36, verse 8, read. Ezekiel, chapter 36, verse 8. But ye, O mountain, of Israel, you shall not, you shall shoot off your branches and yield your fruit to my people of Israel, for they are at hand to come. Yeah. So, so we got a day coming, mother. So we at hand to come for some things we just got to, um, Remember. That's all. Let's see some things we got to remember, Mother. Because we found out when we're doing a children's 12 tribes of Israel school book. Now we now we are looking at uh, Titus. Yes, sir. We're looking at 2 Ezra 10, verse 7. And we 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 looking at we looking at something. Uh, for the school book. Children's school book. Second Ezra ten verse seven. 
Second Ezra, chapter 10, verse 7. Read. How that Judah, our mother, is full of all heaviness and much humble, mourning, very sore. Come on. Our mother. That's our mother. Now, we need to find out um, a little bit more on Judah. See, Judah is our mother. Judah is our mother. What? Go up. Galatians 4.26. Go over to the can there, young man. We go on to Galatians. Find out more about Judah. Galatians 4, 26. Are we going Find to go? Yes, sir. Find a little bit more about Judah. What else can we find out about Judah? All right, we're going to the book of Galatians, chapter 4, verse 26. The book of Galatians, chapter 4, verse 26. But Judah, which is above the free, which is the mother of us all. When we ask the parent, mother man, what do you tell your baby? Huh? Do you tell them the Bible tell them? Judah is our mother land. Judah is our mother land. So when you ask anyone that's the same of Judah, the same royal, the noble group, your motherland is the land of Judah. Then the baby's going to say, well, mom, wow, where is that at? I don't know where is that. Hey, Marie, we're going to Joshua. Chapter 15, verse 1, 2, and 4. It's probably what we can do in Joshua chapter 15, 1, 2, and 4. Now, Judah is your motherland. Let's find out who Judah is. Judah is our motherland. Uh, young line, before mother read that, give me extra chapter 12, I mean 1. Give me verse 1 and read down to get the name Judah. Read down to Judah is all we want to be going to for. Judah, find out what all the fun. And all we're looking for is to get down to Judah. We need a little more background on Judah. Exodus chapter 1. I mean, yeah, Exodus 1, verse 1, and we'll stop at Judah. Then we're going to, then we're going to talk about Judah for a minute. Reading the book of Exodus. Chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. Now these are the names of the children of Israel, which came into Egypt. Every man in his household came with Israel. Verse 2. <laughs> Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah. And Judah. Order. What number is he? Young lad or mother he? What is he? What number is he reckoned 
among the sons of Israel. So, number four. Four. The fourth son. You're the fourth son. Four so, Judah is the fourth son of Israel. So, when they ask, when the children ask, baby, where's your motherland? Who are you? They're supposed to say, where is that located at? Where is that at, Mom? You're going to say, Mother Africa? No. That's why they put the school book together now. So when they ask the question, where is that at, Mom? Father, where is uh, the land of Judah at? See, now we're going to land a school book for the children. This is the first page of the school book. We're going to the book of Joshua 15, 1, 2, and 4. Mother E going to grab it up. And young line, figure verse 8, 12, 19, down to verse 21. So we're going to find out. See, when, when the babies ask questions, we got to prepare them, got to have them ready. That's why the children's school book that we're working on right now, and all the writers start putting it together. I'm going to start putting this book together for the children. On the questions they're going to ask, and you got to have out. Joshua, where is that at? Where, where is that at? We're going to find out where it's at. Joshua 15, 1, 2, and verse 4. What does it say, Mother? The book of Joshua, chapter 15, verses 1, 2, and verse 4. Verse 1. This then was the lot of the tribe of the children of Judah, by their families, even to the borders of Edom, the wilderness of Yachtland, Judah, southward, was the utmost part of the south coast, verse 2, and their, and their south borders was from the strong Shorn of the South Sea from the sure. bay that looked southward. Verse 4. From thence it passes towards Azron and went out unto the river of Egypt. And uh, going out of that coast were at the sea. This shall be your south coast. You mean that Bible telling all that, Mother? You mean when we tell our, when we write this children's book now, we work on children's book, the children's 12 tribes of Israel school book. So now we see when we ask our children, it's a mom. You said we from the our, our motherland is Judah. The Bible just told us where our where our homeland is. We just read it in fifteen one two and four. Our homeland. You mean I don't I don't know no picture telling Judah. You know what Judah is today, right? You know the one you call African American Negro color and super color. That's Judah. So. Right. 
taping of the new broadcast called See Royal the Noble Yaza Judah. We are broke down clean house. Fix the blame and solve the problem. And that's what we're doing now. So we 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 gonna do a a children for the twelve tribes of Israel children. This is the first page. Now all of the big dignitaries and writers of fiction on the camp go over the lesson, so put chains together and put a book together. So see if God can lay the foundation. Because they well they ask the question, where's our homeland at? You'll tell them it's Judah. They said, what Judah is? You just got to read it. Fifteen, one, two, and four. Now, young lions, but Titus going to get back on there on verse 8, 12, 19 through 21. And then we're going to bring another young lion in from Makai. Look at this. Let, let me get in on some of this right here. Let me get in on some of this. Verse 8, 12, 19 through 21. What does it say? All right. We're going to the book of Joshua, chapter 15, verse 8. Verse 8. 8, 12, and 19 to 21. Joshua mm-hmm. chapter 15, verse 8. And the border went up by the valley of the son of Hinnom to the south side of the Jebusite. The same is Jerusalem. And the border went up to the top of the mountain that lied before the valley of Hinnom westward, which is at the end of the valley of the giants northward. Skip down verse 12. Verse 12 reads, And the west border was to the great sea, and the coast thereof is the coast of the children of Judah, round about according to their families. Verse 19. Verse 19 reads, Who answered, Give me a blessing, for you have given me a south land. Give me also springs of water. And he gave her the upper spring and the neither spring. Verse 20. This is the heritage of the tribe of the children of Judah, according to their families. Verse 21. And the utmost city of the tribe of the children of Judah toward the coast of Edom, southwards were Kebzel, Kebzel, and Eder, and Jagar. We'll find out that Judah is our motherland. <laughs> Judah is our motherland. And now we're able to put in our first page of the children's 12 tribes of Israel children's book. And we're going to put it together and make a nice book up. Because we know we know over the weekend that even the baby, they look young. They look young cubs. Two years old, they can go up that one out thing and they can put up all type of things on that telephone. But imagine that we take them at two, three years old and put the twelve tribes of Israel in their hand while they down that low. And remove that one out thing from them. I noticed a two-year-old baby, 
three at the most. He was tapping that, that, that one I say phone like, like he made it. Now imagine you could take that same and put it in the 12 tribes of Israel school book and have him read the school book that we're putting together right now. 12 tribes of Israel school book. So all we got to do now is take one and so put it together. We're going to put a book together and we're going to publish it. It will be the school book for the 12 tribes of Israel, the children of Israel, the children. So this is what we're going to do as we notice what we got to do. All right. All right. So now, Mother, come back in. Before we bring the young line, Brother Makai, in, come back and give me what you already holding for me in Ezekiel 20, verse 4 and 5. You already hold that from me already. Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 4 and 5, 9 and 10. You already hold it from me, Mother. You already been holding that from me for quite a long time. So I think I actually read now Ezekiel 20, verse 4, 5, 9 and 10. What they say that, Mother Ezekiel 20, verses 4 and 5 and 9 and 10. Okay, Ezekiel 20, verse 4. Will thou judge them from a man? Will thou judge them, cause them to know the abomination of their fathers? Verse 5. And say unto them, Thus says the Yahweh, Yahweh. In the day when I chose Israel and lifted up my hand unto thee, unto these seeds of the family of Jacob, Israel, and made myself known unto them in the land of Egypt, when I lifted up my hand unto them, saying, I am the Yahweh. Your Yahweh. Verse 9. But I wrote for my name, say, Rock, that it Rock. Just... Rock. But I wrote for my name, say, that it should not be polluted before this nation among whom they were, and whose sight I made myself known unto them, and bringing them forth out of the land of Egypt. Verse 10, Wherefore I caused them to go forth out of the land of Egypt, the house of bondage, and brought them into the wilderness Verse 11. That's it. That's it. So, we clear, Mother. But according to verse 4, Mother, who's supposed to take the lead 
of the responsibility of I don't see it right here, but in other verses I see that Judah is No, according to twenty verse four. According to twenty verse four, uh young line brother that Judah in front of me. So uh Break that down there, young line, uh, verse 4. Who supposed to take the, remember we read Ezekiel 38, verse 1. Mm. We told Ezekiel, Ezekiel, I mean, Isaiah, Sears, hey, you get over there and tell that big digger, Jared, to get his house, his family in order, because I'm about ready to kill you. So we have to deliver that message to the big digger, Jared, according to 38, verse 1, with the fear. That's right. So you have to remember that message. So now we are going to accept that. The 20 verse 4, let's see if you anything change, Titus. Let's see if you break down 20 verse 4 and see if anything change 100 years later. Anything change. Verse 4, what is Okay. So we read here in the corner of verse 4, we know that the Son of Man, which we know as uh, the seer, which is Ezekiel the seer, is to take the lead as a responsibility. So, so we know we're taking the lead now, knowing that we have assessed what we did, what we seen Saturday, and we see they they look mandated at the age of two, no more than three years old, was working that one-hour thing better than. Grown folks can look at what I say. Okay, everything I want to see at that age. Now, that we harness all that and put it into a children, a children, twelve tribes of Israel school book. And that's why we're doing a brand new series called
and, and the seer going to lead out because that's his duty to lead out and put the lesson together. All you got to do is put part of what you're hearing together in a book form, and we'll pack that book up, and we'll get it published and get our blessing. That's what we're going to do. And on that note, we're going to bring the young lion in, Brother Makai. You see, you know, I need to holler that microphone, too, now, because, you know, whatever's going on now, I want to be hands-on. I'm one of them young lions, and I see some young cut-up lions that need to be dealt with. And they're working that cell phone like, like they, and they're working that phone. They even talk working that cell phone. Imagine we put that children's school book in their hand and tell them work this book. Work this way again. So Makai Israel, what an up and coming teacher, young line I'm traveling. Y'all got you. Y'all got you there, see, right? Y'all bless you there, see, Israel. Oh, see, Roy. Hallelujah. Hey, uh, Sim, I'm actually uh, still getting off the clock right now. I got a couple young lines with me, so they tuning in as we get ready to go take care and drop everything off. So uh, I want them here hit a broadcast. I got them tuning in with us right now, and I'm still in motion. Okay, hallelujah, Father. Excellent, y'all, line. So you in motion, that's a great thing. That means you're doing your part, and grand side, just, uh, we're going to be talking about the brand new series going on right now. We're going to the brand new series is going we watched a lot of young lines, little cub young lines, work that cell phone over real big. So stand by, and we're we going to do our part in writing the children's book. So they need to know, and going over this tape, it's the first tape of new series. All right, stand by there for Makaya exit on your part. You in motion. But you all live in Yapa. Now, great. So now, what we're going to find out so far, you know, first time, give me that verse of, give me Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 19 and 20. Yes, sir. All right, the book, Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 19 and 20. Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 19 reads, I am Yahweh, your Yahweh. Walk in my statutes and keep my judgment and do them. Verse 20. And hallow my Sabbath, and they should be a sign between me and you, that you may know that I am Yahweh, your Yahweh. So that Sabbath day, well, we had a commitment by some of the young mothers to, to bring the, the young cubs back. And and, that, and and we saw this book, Children's 12 Tribes of Israel Food Book. This is take one. So we're going to do all that good stuff, no, no doubt about it. So now, um, what do we say in Young line and, and Isaiah 30, verse 18 down to verse 21. We're going to Isaiah 30, verse 18 down to verse 21. Isaiah 30, 
16, verse 21. But I, I hear Mother Z saying, Mr. Cutter, I'm, 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 I'm ready. I'm about to ready to come on air. What you say something now? Got to say something behind what I'm hearing now because I'm hearing something. And we hearing something. We see the all them young cub lions running around, and, and all of them can have a fail fall like a Smith and Weston in the old days of a shootout. So imagine how we can get them in this school book that we've been put together now and publish it. That was the new series all about, putting a school book together. When we talk about the motherland now, we ain't got no problem laying the foundation. Now, before you read that, I'm going to go back and get that Galatians 4.12. I'm going to get that Galatians 4.12 now. So remember one thing. The children of the, of the sea royal must know their motherland. Give me that Galatians for Titus 4 verse 26. Let me hear that 426. All right, we're back to the book of Galatians, chapter 4. Verse 26, verse 26 reads, But Judah, which is above, is free, which is the mother of us all. What is our motherland? But um, for, we know you're a very learned man, but putting in the words that's there because we, we write this children's oh. school book, so... Put the words that's there, and we're going to go and find out something about that word. Yes, sir. The foundation of that word. So we know you're a very learned man, young lion, but we're not we doing this for the, the edifying, the national audience over 900,000 strong, and we're putting the children's book together. <laughs> Read Galatians 4.26 the way you see it, and then what we're going to do, we're going to precept that. And see what it means. The book of Galatians, chapter 4, verse 26, reads, But Jerusalem, which is above, is free, which is the mother of us all. See, the mother of, of us all is Jerusalem. And Jerusalem is a part of the center capital of the world, according to Ezekiel 5 5. But we could deal with this word called Jerusalem and see what it holds up because, because it makes a profound statement there, Mother E. Hey, Mother E, in First mm-hmm. Chronicles 9, verse 1, can you have to see out? In First Chronicles mm-hmm. 9, 1. See, this is how you find out something along the way to find out something. So the first chronicles nine one. First chronicles nine one. Yes, ma'am. What is that? Chapter nine, verse one. So all Israel were reckoned by genealogy, and behold, they were written in the books of the kings of Israel and Judah, who were carried away. Babylon for their transgression. 
So all Israel is reckoned, what kind of way, Marvin? By genealogy. So, with, so if they tell you Jerusalem is the mother of us all, then we, then we know when we look at Exodus chapter 12, 1 down to verse 7, Jacob, whose name was changed of Israel, ain't got no son named Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. So, he ain't got no son named Jerusalem. So, Jerusalem cannot be the mother of the children of Israel because they got nobody in that bloodline. What Jerusalem means in writing by going back to Joshua 15 and picking up verse 8. So, now when we say Jerusalem is the mother of us all, then that the children's school book will say, Joshua 15, verse 8, what it say? Titus, read where you see it for the, for the school book. We do a children's school book on Jerusalem is the mother of us all. And then the school book is going to be Joshua 15, verse 8, what it say? The book of Joshua. Chapter 15, verse 8, reads, And the border went up by the valley of the son of Hinnom until the south side of the Jebusite. The same is Jerusalem. And the border went up to the top of the mountain and lied before the valley of Hinnom, westward. All I want was the same as Jerusalem. I want all the rest of that. But the Jebusite is the same as Jerusalem. There's nobody in of Israel named the Jebusite. So this word Jerusalem, it don't point to Judah. It points to the Jebusite. Jebusite. Is that what we're reading there, young man? Hallelujah. Yes, sir. So we can't put Judah there. We're not, not, we can put Judah there. But we got to not even use the word at all once we get the background to it. The genocide, the same is Jerusalem. Is that what we're reading verse number eight? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, hey, hey Marie, is that what we're reading? Yes, sir. Joshua chapter 15, verse 63. Verse 63 reads, As for the Jebusites, the inhabitants of Jerusalem. That's it. So, the, the one that inhabits Jerusalem was who? The Jebusites. Oh, so, that can't be our mother because we got nobody in our bloodline called the Jebusites. Not in Exodus chapter 1, 1 through 7. It's nobody named that. Our birth certificate is chapter 18, verse 28. Going to the book of Joshua, chapter 18, verse 28 reads, And Zelah, Elphah, and Jebusite, which is Jerusalem, 
the genocide. That's who is Jerusalem. The genocide. So what we got in writing, that's who is Jerusalem. Now, so now when we see the word Jerusalem, we know that the Bible says, shut up, that's Mr. Jenny. He the one gave the name. And Mr. Jebby is the genocide. Now, who is there? What do Yahweh say who is the genocide? And what do we say you do about the genocide? Uh-huh. You see, that's how you learn you learn something on the way to learning something. The word Jerusalem is the genocide. So now we want to see what record he got on the genocide. Uh, young liar, Brother Titus in Exodus 23, verse number 23 and 24. Let's see what Joshua says about these people that we can read. Exodus 23, verse 23 and 24. What does it say? All right, we're going to the book of Exodus, chapter 23, verse 23 to 24. Exodus chapter 23, verse 23 reads, But if you shall indeed obey my voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto your enemy, and an adversary unto your adversary. Stop it there. Stop it there. So now Yahweh is telling no, no. I made I made an error there, sir. I mean verse twenty three. I'm gonna correct myself. Verse twenty three. Exodus twenty three, verse twenty three. I have to catch. Exodus. Okay, well I'll tell you. Well, hold on, hold on there, Yahweh. Now, whatever you did read and where you did read, just bring it out again. You know, you know, after that, it's you know, it's nothing to be coming around with. But uh, it wasn't no action what you just read. Just read it again and call out what you just got to read. So, what did you just got to read? Because there ain't no action in the book. So, what you just got to read, that young one? What verse? Uh, Exodus chapter twenty-three, verse twenty-two. You read 22? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Well, read 22. Ain't no accident, young man. Read it again, verse 22. Exodus chapter 23, verse 22. If you should indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto your enemy and an adversary unto your adversary. What does that mean? What he's saying? Well, I don't know what that means. Well, who's talking this big old tall talking? Verse 20 and 21. Since he brought it up, he brought it up. He's not what talking about what hey, it's no accident, y'all. Remember, he was a children's book of heaven. So there ain't no accident that he said that. We just got to deal with it. Verse 23, verse 20 and 21, what it say? 
of verse 20 and 21. Verse 20 says, Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee unto the place which I have prepared. Okay. So in in verse 20, it's saying that he sent the angel before them. In verse 21, Uh it says, Beware of him and obey his voice. And provoke him not. He's telling telling them to beware of the angel and provoke him not. Uh huh. Okay. You know why he said, Don't send an angel for you now. He said, Don't Mm -hmm. provoke him now, dog. Oh, why? Don't don't, uh, don't be. You know how the grandbaby had their eyes in the cone. He tell them something to do. They put their eyes in the cone. No, 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 no. Don't put your eyes in the corner. Don't provoke him. Don't provoke him now. He so he says, now you don't read 2021, right, Mother? Yeah. Okay, and he said, for he will not pardon your transgression. So why you stand against him if you, uh, sometimes, Mother, you do something for children, and you hear a mumbling in the background. So no, don't do that now. Well, don't don't propose them. Because, um, you know, the strap is coming out then and now. That's point. If you provoke him, he's saying the strap is going to come out then and now. We know what. Now you know what to get you home. Look. You don't take care of this business then and now. All right, good. Now, now young lions. Now read the verse that you now we're gonna walk into your story line you on the next verse. Come on, young line. Now let's bring the next verse. Bring that verse in if you read. It wasn't by no accident. Now read it again. All right, uh Exodus chapter twenty three. Uh verse twenty three. Mm-hmm. Well you no, no, you read you read uh, twenty two. You read twenty two. Oh, hold on there, young man. You read, you read, you read. You know, you know, take a deep breath and just wait till we hear all the questions out that we asking you. A verse that you read, you say you made a mistake on. Now bring that verse out again. Acts chapter 23, verse 22. But if you okay. should indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then will I be an enemy unto your enemy and an adversary unto your adversary. Oh, so you better you know I'm going to send an angel for you, children. Don't provoke him. Don't make him mad. Then your enemies, I'm going to take care of your enemies with the slaughter. I'm going to put a slaughter on your enemies. But if you do what I tell you, I'm going to do it now. Now, don't be, don't, don't be, Unrighteousness, just do right. Now let's find out who is who is the children of Israel enemies that we can read. Now we can to read about the enemies of the children of Israel now. And you know what? This ain't got nothing to do with color. We put aside out the enemies of the children of Israel who our enemies is. Go ahead. All right. Okay. All right, uh, verse, verse. verse 23, read, For my angels shall go before you 
and bring you unto the Amorites and the Hittites and the Parasites and the Canaanites, the Hivites and the Jebusites, and I will cut them off. <laughs> you mean you mean the Jebusites is who is the Jebusites according to Joshua 15 verse 8 young line they're the habitants of Jerusalem <laughs> you mean the Jebusites they, so that name Jerusalem is a enemy name to Yahweh. So how would Yahweh. you compare that name with the spirit knowing each other and the children of Israel? I'm going to say your enemy and the genocide name a place in verse 8. Jerusalem. <laughs> Jerusalem. Is that what we're reading that, Molly? Yes, it's just like the same as Jerusalem. That's right. So that's the image of So how can we connect with that? We can't connect with that. We just, when we do, when we see that word, we don't connect. We put the word phobia. We don't connect with it at all. Because Jerusalem is what you are. Enemy. Enemy. All right, back to Joshua fifteen sixty three. Joshua, chapter 15, verse 63. As for the Jebusites, the inhabitants of Jerusalem. You see that? So the Jebusites, they one got the name called Jerusalem. That's the enemy to you children of Israel. So you see why the children... School book or twelve tribes of Israel is necessary. So when we see it, so so Jerusalem it ain't it ain't the mother to us. Jerusalem is an enemy to us, according to Yahweh. He's gonna cut off the enemy. Now come on back to can read the next verse. Come on back to Exodus again, twenty three, and read one read, read one verse. I want to make sure I that I that we clear up everything in there. Getting the school book ready. Read verse 24. Look what it says about the genocide, and I will cut them off. The Canaanites, that's the genocide, and I'm going to cut them off. Why? Verse 24. Book of Exodus, chapter 23, verse 24. You shall not bow down to their false nor serve them nor do after their works, but you shall utterly overthrow them and quite break down their image. Mm-hmm. But your boys went down like you uncertain about things, that young man. Mm-hmm. We peaked that, and, and Brother Micaiah peaked that too. You pulled that a saying where you can know what's going on, not all of a sudden run into something that you don't know what's going on. So we found out, but what? What in 23, see, you got to always keep a poker face. You ever seen people play poker? Well, they ain't got nothing. They take it till they make it. Right. See, you can't never be where you uncertain. 
when you deal with the word of Yahweh, you got to fake it till you can make it. Right. Because yeah, we'll tighten it up for you. We don't know what you have to work with. But don't all lose no steam on delivering the knockout blow. That's right. We'll tighten it up. So now, so these, um, in Genesis 10, 15, who is these Jebusites? And Genesis 10, 15, let's see if we find out who they is. Would you know they was given the land and they named their land Jerusalem? The genocide did that. Who is she genocide? Go to Genesis 10, 15 at your line and find out who these genocides is. Who is they? Who is they there? Yes, sir. Uh, the book of Genesis, chapter 10, verse 15, read. And Canaan begot Zidon, his firstborn, and Heth, verse 16, and the Jebusites. Oh, so the Jebusites have a father, and what is his name? Canaan. Canaan, the Canaanite. So the Jebusites are the Canaanites. That's Canaan's boy. And now go back to Genesis 10, 6, that mother Eve, and who was Canaan? So how could that be our mother? How could, how could Jerusalem be our mother? Well, that's Jedi, and Jedi, the Jedi and Jebusite father is Canaan, and they become the Canaanites. And who was Canaan the Canaanites according to Genesis 10, 6? Who was them? Hey, mother, let's see if we find who is the Canaanite father. And okay. The book of Genesis, chapter 6, ten. chapter 10, verse 6. And the father of Ham. The father of who? Ham. Cush, yeah. memorized, put, and Canaan. Wow. So... The Canaanites are the sons of Canaan, and Canaan is the son of who? Ham. Hallelujah. Now let's go in your Zama's Bible dictionary and look up Ham. See, see, you remember we write in a school book. Children's so all this got to be put together. Who is uh? We got Ham, and we got Ham got a son called Canaan, and Canaan became the Canaanite because he had sons, and his son's name is Jebi, the Jebusite, is the people, and they the one inhabit a land called Jerusalem. So Jerusalem is tied in with the Jebusite. The Jebusite. It's tied in with father being the Canaanite, Canaan. Canaan's father is the son of Ham. We read in the, the Zama Bible Dictionary and find out, and let's find out a little bit more about him. What do you say? All right, we're reading the Zonabal Compact Bible Dictionary, page 213. Under Ham. Ham, the youngest son of Noah. Born probably about 96 years before the flood. 
and one of the eighth persons to live through the flood. He became the progenitor of the dark races, not the Negro. Ain't that something? So when we read Galatians 4, 26, we are called the Negro, so that cannot be our mother man. That, that can be our mother man. That's mm-hmm. why we put together our children school book for the 12,000 of Israel for our babies. This is page one on it. So all the ones start putting it together now, and we put all the pages together, and we go on and publish a school book for our little ones. Now, your mind, since you opened the door for that, go to the book of Jubilee, and let's find a little bit more about getting the Jebusite, the Canaanite. You need to find a little bit more because we're putting the school book together. And these questions, if you some of these questions, you imagine you're not asking some of this. But now this, that's why the see of job is to get ready and correct it in writing. So now we go on to the book um the book called Jubilee. And and we don't look on what my page is uh thirty eight or something, where we wanna go. We wanna go and look for something in here. So we put a children's school book together. And see all these questions is asked now. Ain't no action about anything. So now we want to go in the book of Jubilee and find out something and see do you want to affiliate yourself with them at all by saying Jerusalem is the mother of us all. We call back and look at a statement that's made on page 52 and let's talk about Mr. Jebby's Father. And what and what did Mr. Jebby's father, the Jebbite's father, say to him on page fifty two? And you see they got four words in dark letters there. What yes, do we say that we can read for the children's book that we putting together in this take one? What do you say that we can read and what book did you really read this out? Uh, the ancient book of Jubilees. Okay, I'm reading uh, page 52. Okay. And bold letters. Canaan. Canaan. Illegally. Well, what, 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 hold, on, hold on, young man. What chapter? What chapter you need to read? If we don't want to go into all the mass you understand, we ain't trying to hide nothing. What chapter are we in in the Jubilees? Uh, we in chapter 10? Yes, what sir. What chapter are we in verse 58? So let's make sure we um we gonna take care of them, not ourselves. Well, while we read this, we just read this song. Come on. The Book of Jubilees, chapter ten, mm-hmm. verse twenty-eight. Oh, okay, good. Let's read a little bit. All right, Book of Jubilees, chapter ten, verse twenty-eight, page fifty-two. Cain is legally. Takes lane. Verse 28. Well, hold on a minute. 
Who is Canaan? According to Genesis 10, verse 6. Who is this? Who is Canaan? Yeah. So the man. Oh. So this is this is not the Negroes, huh? No, sir. Not the Negroes. Good. Go ahead, read. Verse 28. And Ham and his sons went into a land which he was to occupy. He acquired at his portion in the land of the south. Verse 29. And Canaan saw the land of Lebanon to the river of Egypt, that it was very good. And he went not into the land of its inheritance to the west, that is to, that is to the sea. He dwelt in the land of Lebanon eastward and westward from the border of Jordan and from the border of the sea. Verse 30, and Ham, his father, and Cush, and Mizraim, his brothers, said unto him, you, sh- you have settled in the land which is not yours, and which did not fall to us by lot. Do not do so, for if so, you do it do so. You and your sons will fall in the land and be accursed through sedition. For by sedition you have settled, and by sedition will your children fall, and you should be rooted out forever. Verse 31. Dwell not in the dwelling of Shem, but to Shem and to his son did it come by their lot. Verse 32. Curse you. Good. 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 So we found out that the Canaanites the, the Canaanites went in the land, then his offspring jumped up there, and he had an offspring called Genocide, and they followed the same father's submission ways. That's why they tell you, ask the father, so the son. So the son was not there when the agreement was made. Canaan made the agreement, but it, it fell to the son. And that's what we read over there. Mother, mother, read it one more time, mother. Come back here at 1421. So now we understand this verse. Now, Mr. Jetty, uh, Isaiah 1421. Now we understand this verse. Mr. Jetty, the Jedi, Jerusalem guy, was not even born. But he paid the price of what his father disobedience of his father told him don't go in that land, but he went anyway. And he gave Mr. Jetty his son that land he called that South Park Jerusalem. So he put himself on the curse. Then when he raised the children of Israel up, they came and bust him up and all the Canaanites so back there. So what? Well if you're in that bloodline, whatever they you got away with, you're going to get caught up with it. So now we can read this verse again. 14, verse 21, talk about another people, and look what it says. Isaiah 14, 21, what it say, Mother? Look at Isaiah chapter 14, verse 21, read. Prepare slaughter for his children, for the end of their Father, 
that they do not rise nor possess the land nor fill the space of the world. With you wasn't back there. I know what your daddy was. You and that bloodline. Just like we catching the problem what our father did, you're going to catch the problem what your father did. So it ain't gone away with. Just as the Canaanites went to a land that wasn't there. Right? Right. 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 See, Jimmy got beat up by Judah in the 10th chapter. We can't read this lesson. Read the Bible this Wednesday. Remember, no class tomorrow. No class unless you come on half talk and catch the young lions rehearsing the righteous act. At 8 o'clock on half talk. No class on blog talk radio tomorrow. No class. Tuesday is an off day. But it's an on day for the young lions to be to rehearse the right. They ain't come on that network to feed themselves. They're coming to feed you about the children's book that we get rid of me. Good. So now, 25, you got to pay for your father. Just like he's a jet, Yaqua. The jetty, the jettyite, when his father gave that part of the southern land, Tell him that he was about to curse, and maybe he did. He done it anyway. I don't know. But you got to pay for what your father did. So there, right there. Because a mother, a mother Eve, let, let me um, give me one verse. We bring Mother Z in and get a comment on some of this good stuff or whatever y'all want put on them. What do it say in Exodus for time's sake? We go on the book of Exodus, chapter, what I want, 30, 32, 30, make it 33. 33, verse 1 and 2. Listen, listen to this, Mother. Hey, Mother E. And we're going to close the statement out to Mother E. Let's see what it says in 33, verse 1 and 2. Listen, listen to this here. Book of Exodus, chapter 33, verse 1 and 2. Verse 1. And the Yahweh said unto Moses, Depart and go up hence. I am the people which thou hast brought up out of the land of Egypt unto the land which I swear unto Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, saying, Unto thou see will I give it. Verse 2. And I will send an angel before thee, and I will drive out the Canaanites, the Amorites, and the Jephthahites, and the Perizzites, and the Havites, and the Jephthahites. Hey, so you see that? The kids got to take what their father did. He said that was a Canaanite land, but the Amorites got to pay for what his father did. The Hittites got to pay for The Perizzites got to pay for The Hamites got And old Jerry and Jerusalem. So all of them were going to pay 
because of what they father did. So they tell you, well, I was back there. No, it's not you was in the laundry, people. You gotta pay the price. Just like Yahweh had the Canaanite sons pay the price for being in the children of Israel land that he gave to him. So we are the sinners of Shem, not Ham. Our father name is Shem, not Ham. We not the African people. We are Semitic people. You see that? There go the children's book to understand. Jerusalem is not our motherland. We all the affiliation we have is with Jerusalem still in the tenth chapter when we went on down there and fulfilled prophecy and bust them up real good and and, and put some fire to their table. That's all can we affiliate with them to deliver them up to fulfill prophecy. All right, I have to knock on that mother. Hey, Mother E, what you call the behind that we get Mother V in there and let her add her two, three cents to it, too? What you got to say behind that, Mother Thank you for praising Yahweh for this class. Thank you for praising Yahweh to be in the class. And I just thank Yahweh for this session. Uh, thank you, Yahweh, for everything. For all the blessings and said to the uh the um the listeners hold on don't give up hold on to the end
obeyed the voice of the Yahweh and do all these commandments which I command you this day. Verse 9. And the Yahweh, their Yahweh, and the Yahweh, their Yahweh will make you plenteous in every work of their hand in their shoot in the in the fruit of their body and in the fruit of their cow and in the fruit of their land, the land of good, good. the Yahweh will again rejoice over you for good as he rejoiced over their father. Verse 10, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Yahweh and and the voice of the Yahweh to keep his commandments and his statutes which he which are written in this book of the law and if thou Turn unto the Yahweh, their Yahweh, with all their mind and with all their soul. Verse 11. For this commandment which I command you this day, it is not <laughs> hidden from, from thee, nor is <laughs> it far off. And I'm gonna start reading this some more, but I'm gonna start reading right here and say, Hallelujah. 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 So we find out now, so now we in the in in the children's twelve tribes of Israel school book that we put together. We had, we we be able to break all these what did he say there? What did he say that he had in writing in Deuteronomy 19, verse 24? Are we reading the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 19, verse 14 reads, You should not remove your neighbor's landmarks, which they of old time have set, and your inheritance, which you should inherit in the land that Yahweh, your Yahweh, give you, to possess it. So the thing is, you you don't supposed to do that. So when Ham was given the land, the part that Yahweh wanted Ham and his children to be in, but one of his sons, no, I want to go. Into a, I want to go into the land that, that looks good to me. His father told him, to son, don't do that, because if you go there, you're going to be destroyed, and everything with you is going to be destroyed, but he said, no, never mind. So he went down there. He went down there, and, and he had another brother that went down there, too. He didn't pay him. This is Another brother called the Amorite. He didn't listen to. 
And what did Yahweh say about the, his, his trouble? That what he did this see one thing if Yahweh don't say it on the online, Amos two verse six and three a little bit what he says about another one of Canaan's son and and Mr. Jebby's brother. What they called in two verse six and what he say he did to them for going into that land. The book of Amos, chapter 2, verse 6 reads, Thus said Yahweh, for three transgressions of Israel, and for four, I will not turn away the punishment thereof, because they sold the righteous for silver and the poor for a pair of shoes. Read. Verse 7. That pat after the dust of the earth on the head of the poor and turn aside the weight of the meek. And a man and his father will go in unto the same maid to profane my righteous name. Verse 8. And they lay themselves down upon clothes, laid the pledge by every altar, and they drink the wine of the Kadim. And the house of their Yahweh. Verse 9. Yet destroy I the Amorite before them, whose height was like the height of the cedars, and he was strong as the oak. Yet I destroyed his fruits from above, and his roots from beneath. So the Amorite is a Jebusite. Brother, mm-hmm. and they both got the father called uh, Canaan, and, and Canaan went down into their land, and Yahweh letting you know by by them being disobedient, or what they father stood in that land and didn't come back their land, out of sorts the Amorite. Then he made a profound statement. He said something in Ezekiel chapter twenty, young line. Look what he says in Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 3. What he says we can read in, I mean, Deuteronomy. Thank you, Mother Mother Z. Ezekiel 20, verse 3. What he say? What he say there, young line? Uh, yeah, uh, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 20, verse 3 and 4. What he say? Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 20. Go to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 20. Verse 3 and 4. Deuteronomy chapter 20. Verse 3 reads. And shall say unto them, Ye, O Israel, ye approach this day unto battle against your enemies. Let not your mind faint. Fear not. And do not tremble. Neither be ye terrified because of them. Verse 4. <laughs> For Yahweh, your Yahweh, is he that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you? <laughs> hey, Mosee, you hear that? He said, Don't tremble now. He said, Now listen. I said, I said So now you will see a lot of things that's going to be very trembly, but don't do it now. Because I'm going to take care of some business. Verse 9. Verse 9 reads, Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 9. And it shall be 
when the officer had made an end of speaking unto the people, that they should make captains of the army to lead the people. Now, for what reason, verse 10? Verse 10, will you come as near unto that city to fight against it? Then proclaim peace upon it. Now, Get down to verse number 16 and 17. Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 16 and 17. But of the city of these people, which Yahweh, your Yahweh, do it give you for an inheritance, you should save alive nothing that breathes. Hey, that. You hear that, my man, my man? He said, now these cities that you're going to, that I'm going to go before you, I'm going to fit in your hand. He said, I don't want you to do what in the last two, two lines do what? You should say, alive nothing that breathes. Oh, let's find out who going to be in the city that you both take care of this business with in verse 17. Verse 17 reads, but you shall utterly destroy them, namely the Hittites and the Amorites, the Canaanites and the Perizzites, the Hivites and the Jebusites, as Yahweh, your Yahweh, had commanded you. He said you should destroy them what kind of way? Namely. That means they ain't going to come out your mouth. That means the name of Jerusalem is going to come out of your mouth. He said, once you destroy the, 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 the genocide, which is Jerusalem, that name is going to come out of your mouth. You're going to destroy them namely. You don't even use that name, period. Hallelujah. If you have Marie and Moses, you're supposed yes. to use the name, the genocide or Jerusalem, out of your mouth. You're supposed to destroy that, namely. That means when you see that name, you know what goes there. You don't compare that with nothing. For Yahweh said you're supposed to destroy it. Others destroy them, namely. Namely, the genocide. That is Jerusalem. Read verse 18 and 19 and close the statement of that young line. All right. Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 18 and 19. That they teach you not to do after all their abominations which they have done unto their Yahweh. So should you sin against Yahweh, your Yahweh. Verse 19. Verse 19. Then you should besiege a city a long time and make a war against it to take it. You should not destroy the trees thereof. By forcing an act against them. For you may eat of them. That you should not cut them down. For the tree of the field is man's life. To employ them in the siege. He's only believe in the trees. The apple and the orange tree. But namely, you don't even mention their name no more out your mouth. So that was what the children's book is all about. Jerusalem will come out your mouth. 
You know what goes there? Put that word there and keep it moving. He said, destroy that namely Jerusalem. Y'all mind until Wednesday night or to tomorrow on the broadcast. You got to close. Take your time. The mothers are all listening. I enjoy this broadcast. You on the clock, come on. All right, I'm going to the book of Isaiah. All right, and that's what we're doing here. Of getting the, getting the book together, Isaiah 58, verse 12. And they should build you to build the old waste places. You should rise up, you should raise up the foundations of many generations. And you should be called the repairer of the breach and the restore of paths to dwell in. Verse 13. And if you turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my righteous day, and cause the Sabbath a delight, and righteous of Yahweh, honorable, and shall honor him, not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words. <laughs> Verse 14. Then shall you delight yourself in Yahweh, and I will cause you to ride upon the high places of the earth, and feed you with the heritage, of Israel, your father, for the mouth of Yahweh has spoken it. Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. Where do you find yourself where in the world? World. We used to read God almost as a name for God simply because for centuries in this country we've been taught that there is only one. But in fact, the word God is simply a description. It is not the name. And therefore, it doesn't really matter whether a person believes in God or not. It depends which God they believe in. And if you went up to a Hindu immigrant from India and said, do you believe in God?